put ourselves in the hand of God because he takes it in his hand and he multiplies everything that we give him. Maybe you don't have what you need because it's still in your hands and you haven't put it in his hands. Listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor and Author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad you're with us today as we continue our look at John chapter 6 and the message, What's in Your Hand? And, Pastor, we've been talking about the fact that we need to, in a sense, yield and surrender all that we have into Christ's hands. And, and as we do that and our faith grows and we have confidence, we're going to see Him at work. But I, I know that for some of us, that is still a challenge to do that. Where do you see Christians typically struggling in this well, area? Well, I think for all of us in some areas, uh, we have problems relinquishing control uh, to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Now, use your sanctified imagination. Now, uh, Philip goes to the little boy. He says, uh, Jesus wants your lunch. In my imagination, I imagine the, the little boy saying, Jesus wants my lunch? Yeah. Jesus didn't bring his own lunch? What does Jesus want with my lunch? You know? Yeah. And, and so it's like, uh, I mean, you think about it. He's a child. Yeah. And those kind of questions come to mind. We think, oh, well, he just, Philip said he needs your lunch. Here it is. No, there's always a process. There's always a, a pain that we go through when we relinquish an area of our life to the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's a struggle. There, there are things, I've been a believer over 40 years, and, and I still have a few areas that are like really entrenched areas where he is not Lord of that area. He's not. So, for example, you say, give us an example. Okay, Comcast 523, the Cowboy Channel. I'm still in control of that. (laughs) Okay. And so it's not a sin. I'm not saying it's a sin. But I am saying it's a weight. Yeah. Okay, it's a hindrance in my development. It's a hindrance for what I'm supposed to be doing. And I struggle with it. I struggle with it. And sometimes I hand it over to the Lord. You're the Lord of my remote control. And then sometimes I take it back. Yeah. You know. Well, and that really describes the Christian life, I think. It's the continual process of handing over and handing over and handing over what God is asking us to give. And sometimes it's the same thing over Over and over again because it has become a stronghold in our life. We say it all the time. First, the devil gets a toehold. Then the devil gets a foothold. Then the foothold becomes a chokehold and the chokehold becomes a stronghold. Now you're in a spiritual battle. Well, let's uh, get a little armor here from John chapter 6 as we continue this message, What's in Your Hand? Here is Pastor Ford. So there is a systematized order. Then there's supplication. He prays. Now get this. It's synoptic. It's in all four gospels, remember? Here's what Mark says. He blessed it. Here's what John says. He thanked God for it. <laughs> he blessed it. Only God bless. So Mark wants to say, hey, let me remind you, Jesus is God because he blessed the food. John says, let me remind you, even though I'm telling you he's God, I need you to also know he's man. He thanked God for the food. There's supplication. Wait, 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 wait. Notice, notice. He gives Jesus 
what he has. Jesus takes it in his hands, and the first thing he does is bless it. And the third, the second thing he does is thank God for it. I told you this before, I got to repeat it. There's, there's a whole lot of people that didn't hear this. My, my, my little granddaughter, Diamond, she's special needs, and she came to our house, and whenever they come to our house, we would pile up uh, on all kind of goodies and stuff that they like. And so she liked Fruit Loops, and so I bought uh, from Sam's Club, one of them great big giant boxes of Fruit Loops. Because I figure, you know, uh, she eats as much as she wants and she gets sugar charged and I can send her home to her parents. <laughs> that's payback. <laughs> yeah, that's the good thing about being a grandparent. So anyway, so I'm sitting there with her and she says, Papa, may I have a bowl of Fruit Loops? I said, yeah, baby. And so she gets it and she says, I'm going to give thanks. Bow your head, so give thanks. Then she eats the bowl. She says, can I have a second bowl? And I said, I want to send her home sugar charge. I said, yeah, baby, you can have a second bowl. And she said, well, okay, let's pray. I said, you already prayed and thank God for the food. She said, Papa, I thank you for the last bowl, not for this bowl. I could hear my wife's silent words and her thoughts, and you're supposed to be a preacher. Then she asked for a third bowl, and I said, sure, you can have a third bowl. And, and she looked at me, and I said, let's pray. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He gives thanks. Wow. You know, I forgot to tell you this. I was going to tell you this, but I guess I better let it go now since, uh, you know, about the little boy who didn't know how to cuss because he was a preacher's kid, and uh, the kids were cussing. And then finally he said, the best he could come up with was, ooh, <laughs> You board member, you. <laughs> and so there's supplication. But then I want you to notice there's supply. Now, now this is what I love. Mark, Mark helps us to understand this better than John does. Say, what do you mean by that, Pastor Ford? Uh, God's a God of order. He blessed it. He's the God man. Now, in Mark 6, 41, here's what Mark says. Mark says, he took it and broke it. That's Eris. Say, what does Eris mean? past tense. Then it's imperfect, active, indicative. Say, what's that mean? It means process or continuation. Get this. Eris, he broke it once. Imperfect, active, indicative, and kept passing it out. He broke it once and kept passing it out. Here's my question. Well, if he only broke it once, but he kept passing it out, where did the multiplication take place? In his hands. Wow. I have here some dirt. This is dirt in this cup. It's in my hand. Let me see who's intelligent. Let me see who's bright. Where's my Rhodes Scholar? What is this in my hand? Dirt. Can I ask you something? Can it be anything other than dirt? A cup of dirt. <laughs> well, see, I didn't want to put it in my hand because I mess up the carpet, you know, and, and the janitor, custodians will get upset with me. No. But what is this in God's hand? A man. See, it all depends on whose hand. It's, in my hand, it's just dirt. In God's hand, it's a man. 
Yeah, it all depends on whose hand it's in. It, you, you see, if you put a basketball in my hand, uh, especially now with all the way my bones be feeling, uh, it's about worth 49 bucks and a few bricks. But if you put it in Michael Jordan's hand, it's worth six NBA championships, five NBA MVP, 14 All-Stars, and $1.5 billion. It all depends on whose hand you put it in. A tennis racket in my hand is a joke, a serious joke. But a tennis racket in Venus Williams' hands is seven Wilmington singles, six U.S. Open, six Australian Open titles, three French Opens, and $84 million a year. It all depends on whose hands it's in. A baseball in my hand is worth about 10 bucks, but a baseball in A-Rod's hand, Alex Rodriguez, is 696 home runs, 2,000 runs batted in, and $29 million a year. It all depends on whose hand it's in. A gun in my hand used to be a felony in the city of Chicago, but a gun in Harriet Tubman's hand means the freedom of 300 slaves to Canada. A slingshot in my hand is a toy, but a slingshot in David's hand is a mighty weapon that fails the great Goliath. A nail in my hand can put a picture on a wall, but a nail in Jesus' hand produces salvation for the entire world because three nails and one tree equal four given. So what we need to do is to put our concerns, to put our worries, to put our hopes, to put our fears, to put our dreams, to put our families, to put our jobs, to put our friends, put our relationship, put our community, put our nation, put ourselves in the hand of God because he takes it in his hand and he multiplies everything that we give him. Maybe you don't have what you need because it's still in your hands and you haven't put it in his hands. Hmm. Yeah. We have to do like Jesus. We have to thank God in the right now for the not yet. That's called walking by faith. Yeah, that, that we understand. Look, look, church is filled with people who do the don't and don't the do. Now it's time to do the do, baby. Amen. Yeah. And so what do we do? Man, now watch this. Gather up the leftovers. Now, here's what I used to preach. I, I preached this uh, before, back in the uh, mid-90s. Some of you were here. And when I did, here's what I taught. See, Jesus wanted to teach his disciples a lesson. So there's 12 baskets full left over because there's 12 disciples. So each of the disciples got a basket. But now, I don't believe that. I said, why don't you believe that, Pastor Ford? Because it wasn't their fishes and loaves. It was the little boys. I said, what do you think now, Pastor Ford? I'm glad you asked. You asked intelligent questions. Here's what I think. That boy gave his lunch to Jesus. Now, Mark, Matthew, and Luke say they all ate, and it was like after Thanksgiving dinner for all of us. Mark says they were all satisfied. That means they ate their full. Here's what I think happened. Jesus said, come here, little boy. You let me use your lunch. Of course, Jesus. You could have everything I got. He could have said, wait a minute. 
Let me keep one of the sardines and two of the crackers for myself. But you know what? He was included in everybody that was satiated, which means he could have had more than what he brought for lunch. But here's what I believe. Jesus said, okay, there's 12 baskets left over. I'm going to have my 12 disciples help you carry this doggy bag home. Now, here's the parade. Here's a little boy and 12 disciples. And the mother sees him coming. What in the world is coming? And we're not going to call him little Johnny. We're going to call him Ray Ray. Ray Ray, what's going on? Well, I was at the place. Remember, I told you, I want to go see Jesus. I needed lunch. And there were people there, and they were hungry, and they didn't have any food. And Jesus asked me for my lunch. Jesus had your lunch. He didn't make his own lunch. No, he didn't make his own lunch. So I gave him my lunch. Mom, he put it in his hands, and it was miraculous. He kept giving it. He kept giving it. He kept giving it. Kept giving it. And we all ate. I had more than my five uh, crackers and, and, and two sardines. I had about three times that much. But then what's all this? What are they carrying? Well, Jesus said he wanted me to know that whenever I let him use what I have in my hand and put it in his hand, not only will he use it to minister to other people, he will multiply it so that I have leftovers. This is my doggy bag from what Jesus made of what I have. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford, a message called What's in Your Hand from John chapter 6. Hope that you've been encouraged through what uh, you're hearing on the broadcast. And, you know, you're an encouragement to us as you let us know that you're out there, that you're listening, and as you're supporting and giving to the ministry, because we are a listener-supported broadcast. We depend on your generosity to cover things like airtime, production costs, and all the things that happen behind the scenes. So if you're a regular listener, I want to encourage you to give a gift today. You can do that by coming to treasuredtruthradio.org, click on the Donate button, you can give a one-time gift or an ongoing monthly gift. That's at treasuretruthradio.org and click on Donate. Back to the message. Here is Pastor Ford. He's done it before. Go back to 1 Kings chapter 17. And there was a widow woman. And, and I told you before, if that widow woman was like uh, the average black woman, and she was black, she was from Zarephath, so she's black, she's African. And uh, God said, go down there, Elijah, and I got somebody who's going to feed you. And so God told the woman, there's a man coming, and uh, I want you to feed that man. Now, that ain't for you today. So you single ladies, that ain't your word. Don't walk out of here. That, yeah, God told me. Uh, I heard what pastor said. All I got to do is feed that man. <laughs> no. Feeding. He's my prophet. He said, can I have some water? She said, yeah. He said, can I have something to eat? She said, all I got is a little corn and oil, and, and me and my son going to eat it and die. I told you what a black woman would have said. She put her hands on her head. What? Didn't I just tell you that's just what for me and my child? Are you crazy? No, she made him a little cake, and the Bible says the oil and the meal did not run out. Wow. Here it is, and I'm done. Here it is, and I'm done. Here's the last thing. Proving his motivation. Look at 
look, look at 14 and 15. Then those men, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, this is of a truth, that prophet that should come into the world. When Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him a king, he departed again into a mountain himself alone. Get this now. Jesus is going to prove what these signs are all about. See, verse 14 is about his person. Verse 15 is about his purpose. They want to make him the welfare king, and Jesus said, "Uh uh-uh, I didn't come here for this. See, these people messed up. See, it was all about his person. Now watch this. Let me just just say this. There's a lot I could say, but you know, you know, say before another time. They call him a prophet. Now they go back to Deuteronomy 18, where God says, I'm going to send a prophet. But here's the problem. He's more than a prophet. He's God in the flesh. The sign was to point to. Signs always point to. So uh, you got that McDonald's sign? Put that up. It's recognized all over the world. I believe there's 190, I said 191, I think it's 193 countries in the world. That symbol is in 119. That's the most recognized symbol in the world. But I'm not going to eat that. It just points to the fact you're near somewhere where you can get your eat on. That's what these signs are all about. You're near someone who is God in the flesh. They misread the sign. They thought it was about food, but it was about faith. They thought it was about their bellies. It was about belief. They thought that it was about a physical showmanship rather than a spiritual relationship. It was about love. They made it all about lunch. They missed the sign. He more than a prophet. He God in the flesh. Uh, you heard about those uh, five old ladies? They were traveling, and uh, I guess it was their bucket list thing. So the state trooper pulled him over, and he said, ma'am, she said, what did I do? I wasn't speeding. He said, no, you're going 22 miles an hour. You're going to cause an accident by going too slow. She said, but sir, I'm following the sign. The sign said 22. He said, oh, miss, you misunderstood. That's route 22. But let me ask you something. Why are these four women in the car with you shaking like they are? I'm not going to do anything. Lady said, we're not shaking because of you. We're shaking because we just left route 119. (laughs) She misread the sign. They're misreading the sign. They want to make him a welfare king. Listen, listen, let me, I got to close this thing down, but let me tell you, let me tell you my little pet peeve and what I'm all upset about. I'm all upset about what the church is becoming and what the church has become because it's all about experience rather than exposition. It's, it's all about stuff rather than the Savior. It, it's, like, it's like everybody wants to experience, and I understand that. I'm not throwing out the baby with the bathwater, but all of this foolishness that's going on in the name of Jesus Christ where people uh, want to do the things that they're able to do. So they shack, but they shout on Sunday, shack on Sunday evening. Uh, you know, hey, 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 listen, listen. It's about living your life for Christ. And what's going on with all of these individuals? Man, it's like we've gotten away from what our mooring is, what our anchor should be, because the anchor is all about Jesus Christ and the fact that he is God in the flesh. 
I told him this morning, I, I was telling him this morning about the conversations I had with a brother who said, listen, uh, you need to understand, uh, I ain't feeling y'all. Why do y'all talk about Jesus is God so much? I said, because Jesus is God. Well, I don't read it in the Bible, so I gave him some verses. I said, read these verses and see what you come up with. He came back and told me on Thanksgiving, I, I didn't get out of that what you got out of it. Wait a minute. You read where Jesus said in John 8, 58, unless you believe that I am, you shall die in your sins. You mean you read where Jesus said, well, let me just cut to the chase. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld His glory as of the only begotten, full of grace and truth. Uh, verse 18, no man has seen God at any time. The only begotten is in the bosom of the Father. He hath revealed Him. Uh, Hebrews 1.8, uh, God said to my God, sit here until I make your enemies your footstool. Thy throne, O God, is forever. God the Father called God the Son, God. Yes, we make a big deal out of the fact that Jesus is God because Jesus is God. And that's what these signs are all about. John wrote, let me close. John wrote, here's what he said. He said in John chapter 20, verse 30, and many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of disciples, which are not written in this book. Why didn't you write these signs that he did in your book, John? Here it is. He tells us. We don't have to guess. He says, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ. See, we don't understand. Christ is not his last name. Christ is the word Mishak, which means Messiah, which means anointed one, which means that Jesus of the New Testament is Yahweh of the Old Testament. It's a designation of deity. It's in 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4. I'm delivering you that which I'll see how that Christ, Christ the Messiah, God in the flesh. Matthew 1, and we will call his name. You shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Mary and Joseph didn't name their child. God named him Emmanuel. And that's why Romans 10, 9 and 10 says that thou shalt confess with thy mouth that Jesus is curios, curios, the New Testament word for the Old Testament tetragrammaton Yahweh. Jesus is Yahweh. Jesus is God in the flesh. That's what these signs are all about. And John says, if you do not believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, then you don't know God. Because no one can know God except through Jesus Christ our Lord. John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, woman, boy, or girl comes to the Father but by me. So I really think that begs the question, do you know God? Have you come to the Father through Jesus Christ? Can you relate to what Pastor Ford was talking about? Is that true of you? You know, if so, then uh, I hope you're growing in your walk with Him. But if not, and you've got questions about what it means to know God, why what Jesus did on the cross is important and how you can know that your sins can be forgiven and you can have this personal relationship that Pastor Ford's been talking about, well, I want to encourage you to call this number. Someone would be happy to uh, answer questions you may have, to talk with you, to pray with you, to introduce you to Jesus. The number is 1-888-NEED-HIM. That's 1-888-NEED-HIM. Well, maybe you want to go back and listen to this teaching again. You can always do that by coming to the website, treasuredtruthradio.org. 
You can stream programs, download MP3s for free, or even sign up to begin podcasting the program so you won't miss a future broadcast. Just come to treasuretruthradio.org. Well, thanks for listening today. Thanks also to our producers, Amy Rios and Ryan McConaughey. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute. Thank you.